Welcome back to the Relationship Mentors podcast. In this week, we're gonna have a catch up from the week just gone. Also, how to get your needs met in a relationship and then when to ask about the status of your relationship. Gonna be a juicy one this week. Mia Cherry, what happened last week? First off, hello. So to start off, let's just do a quick catch up. So my favorite part of the week was probably last night. Like we went for a nice nature walk and then we ended up going to one of Charlie's old place that he used to live at and we went and spent the night in the hot tub so it was a really nice afternoon evening just away from work like no work meetings no just like that separation like we spent so like we've been working really really hard in business and we spent so long so many hours behind the computer yesterday so it was really nice to just to take that break yeah that was so nice we wanted to do something fun. I feel like we've been working really hard and fun has been missing a bit out of our relationship. So really just checking on that and putting some action in place of actually doing something different. And that's a huge thing in relationships. Whenever things aren't feeling right, doesn't mean the relationship's broken. When things aren't feeling good, doesn't mean you're not the right person for each other. It just means things need to change. Because at some point you did have that, right? Yeah, it's just that self-awareness really. It's like, it's if you... I believe if we weren't self-aware enough, we could be like, oh, well, you're not doing this and we're not this and our relationship isn't like this anymore. Mm. However, it's just the reality of like, I've worked really hard all day in the office. You've worked hard. I just haven't seen you because I've been in the office all day. Mm. That is like, oh, I, what I'm missing right now is just fun that's outside of work because we love what we do so much. Yet we can really incorporate work in every area of our life. So it was like, I just want to have fun with my boyfriend outside of any work conversation. So it was really nice. Yeah, I love that awareness piece of the relationship's great, even though it's been like, when we feel disconnected some days, it's having that awareness around, we're great, the relationship's great, we're currently feeling disconnected. It's not the relationship's disconnected in total and that general view of it. It's specifically today, I feel disconnected in the relationship but I know we're so secure and we're great overall. Yeah, 100%. So in saying that, what is your favorite moment of the week? My favorite moment was, so I'm from Wales originally, which is in the UK and living in Australia now. And that means I'm away from family and I've been away for around four years and I don't phone them enough. <laughs> they don't <laughs> phone me either. So I had a big catch up with mum the other day. It was super, super nice. Um, yeah, just catching up on her, how she's been doing. I feel like growing up, we never really had deep chats with parents. Like that's not really something, that's not the household we grew up in, but more now so as an adult, we can have those deeper conversations and really yeah. get to know them. And that's something I really value, like going back to the UK after being away for so long, I really brought the intention of getting to know mum and dad a lot better. So I feel like we've been having deeper conversations and it's really, yeah, it felt really nice. That's so sweet. It's like getting to re-meet your parents with the knowledge that you have now, just like more awareness on life. Yeah, and over time as you grow up, like they're your mum and dad, and then you get to a point where they're still your mum and dad, but you view them as friends, you view them as, you realise it's their first time as well in this earth. You, yeah, build that friendship and get to know them rather than always seeing them as your mum and dad. Yeah, there was such a big perspective shift when you realize like you grow up and you just think like your teachers know everything your parents know everything and then when you grow up and then you're starting to learn and figure out life you actually realize oh wow it is also my mm. parents and my teachers first time in life 
experiencing life as well. So that perspective shift, once you have that, is really big. Yeah, and people, it happens in everything. People look at other people and think, wow, they must have their life so together. People look at us and be like, I bet they never argue. I bet they have the perfect relationship. It's like, nah, there's things that come up every single day where Mia doesn't feel loved or Mia gets snappy at me or like all these things come up. (laughs) Name some things that you do. No, Mia doesn't feel loved. That's on me. Okay. And then Mia gets impatient. Like there's things that come up every single day. Mia this, Mia that. Mia's the worst. Yeah, so it's all Mia's fault. But no, things come up every single day and it's the same whenever you look at anyone else in life. If someone else has got more money, if someone else got a better relationship or a better health, it's like you're not seeing, they only show you the best bits a lot of the time. Yeah. That's why we want to do this podcast a lot to be more raw and get people to know us. 100%. And like, when we say that as well, it's like a lot of, we all know that Instagram is a highlight reel and you're not expected to post when you're going through a really horrible moment in your life. And I feel like sometimes we do say like, oh, Instagram's just a highlight reel. Everyone's just putting, like showing the best parts about their life. Mm. And like, of course they are. Why would they want to emphasize a shitty moment within their lives? Mm. So within everything that we post on social media, we are wanting to ideally show both sides Mm. as much as possible. And we know that if people are really wanting to know more information about our relationship, about us and more tools on how we utilize that within our relationship, then this podcast is where it's at. It's where it's at. It's where it's at. Love it. First topic of this podcast, how to get your needs met. Mm. What are needs? Why are they important? Why is it important to get your needs met? How to get your needs met is such a broad statement overall. And I find right off the bat, so many people are actually unaware on what their needs actually are Mm. only because they're not taking the time to self-reflect from, like just reflect on any experiences they have. They just move forward without properly reflecting on the situation and how they created that for themselves and what needs weren't met or needed in those moments that's the biggest thing that's like just starting off there Mm, that is a really broad topic of getting your needs met and it's so important in a relationship and the first aspect is really getting to know your own needs and that's such a missing piece for so many people Mm, so many they can't reflect on themselves they feel some type of way they feel frustrated they feel impatient they feel hurt they feel unloved they feel misunderstood but it's like what are your needs that's what you don't want so what do you want it's so obvious and it's so common for people to focus on the problems my partner's defensive i feel frustrated i feel misunderstood i feel hurt i feel rejected neglected all these things it's like cool you need to identify your needs so you can teach your partner better exactly and even everything that you just said as well some things that you've just listed you're it's so natural or automatic or being covered up just assuming that your partner knows that like oh Mm. I feel I've been messaging a few girls over the last week and just getting an insight on their relationship and they've been saying oh I feel like my like my partner doesn't love me I'm like how do you know your partner doesn't love you Mm. and it's like all of everything that they it's like oh I don't feel loved they don't spend enough time with me like have you actually communicated that with your partner or have you just assumed that they know that Mm. and yeah, there's a lot of assumptions that are happening in relationships if they're not properly analyzing themselves. And yes, their needs in those moments. there's assumptions and there's 
blame a lot of the time. Mm. Like people need to take, like it's my responsibility to make this relationship great. And it's your responsibility to make this relationship great. If I was just like, oh, but me is this, me is that. Or if you were like, Charlie doesn't make me feel loved. Charlie doesn't do this. He never does this. He never does that. It's like, is that my responsibility or Mia's responsibility? It's both of ours, right? Yeah. You have a massive part to play in that. On top of, sorry to cut you off there, but like on top of that, it's also, it's your own responsibility to make you happy. Mm. And it's also, it's like, it's my own responsibility to make me happy. And it's also my own responsibility to make sure I show up the best that I can in this relationship. Mm. So it's, it's both about responsibility to make sure that we're filling up our own cups and then filling up the cup in our relationship. Yeah, it's not your partner's responsibility to make you happy. It's your responsibility to make you happy. And as soon as you can understand what makes you happy and teach your partner how to make you happy, that's when the relationship really starts going well. But so many people just expect their partner to know, right? Exactly. It's like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel loved. I don't feel connected. I don't feel recognized. It's like, cool. It's not your partner's responsibility to know exactly what you need. Like expecting your partner to fulfill all your needs without telling them what your needs are. It's like trying to build a rocket ship without an instruction manual. Like it's really complicated to love another person, right? Everyone has their own unique challenges and breakthroughs and traumas and problems and past mistakes and experiences and beliefs and all this stuff, right? So it's really important that you identify your own needs and actually teach your partner how to love you. Exactly. And then you also said a point there of sometimes them feeling like, oh, I'm not, I don't feel recognized. And then you realize that that's a need that hasn't been met, that I'm not feeling recognized. If you feel that way, sit with yourself and ask yourself, what's happening right now? Why do I not feel recognized? Is it because when he first came home, he didn't drop everything and come over to you and seem really excited to see you? It's like, it can be so many little things. Sometimes it's like, oh, I put his clothes away and he didn't thank me. And like all of this could not even be seen or recognized on your partner's point of view, just because maybe it's just out of their awareness and they had no idea. And if you're feeling that way, actually recognizing that sitting with it, get super clear on why you don't feel recognized or appreciated. Be like, oh, it's this, this, and this. And then go and start that conversation with your partner, not abruptly or starting a fight. It's simply sharing your perspective when you are both in a calm state. Mm. So then you can be on the same page. And that's the biggest thing that I really see missing in a relationship. They're lacking that self-awareness to then have that conversation with their partner, then how to communicate that effectively to their partner. Yeah, there's so much missing, right? We've actually just filmed a program on all this on how to really understand your own needs, how to communicate them effectively, how to understand the opposite sex. When you're in a relationship with someone and it's a heterosexual relationship, then your man or your woman operates completely different from you and you need to know the differences. So that's all in the program and also dealing with a defensive partner. Yeah. There's so much that comes into that and getting your needs met is the biggest thing that comes up and especially a defensive partner. I see that all too often. So it's like really understand your own needs and don't expect your partner to just know everything and don't expect your partner to recognize you for something you want to be recognized for. It's like even like... I'm mad at my partner because I made the bed and he didn't thank me. It's like, that's an expectation. Yes, maybe he should have recognized you, but it's still not his responsibility. He can be more considerate maybe, but you can also tell him, hey, I love it when you thank me for the little things, like making the bed. Yeah, just to bring in a personal story here, even the statement about, I remember when we first moved in together, like a couple months in, you have a tendency just to, like you walk in and then you put your stuff down at the door 
and then you go on with your life. However, it wasn't until I fully made sense on how a male brain <laughs> works and how they see things. And it's like, if that's not in their awareness, they don't see it pretty much. And then it's like, I noticed that I was like, oh, I'll help him and like put, hang up the shirt and like tidy up the, your shoes. And to him, he just placed them there. So that the moment they're down and in a place, he just goes on with, like Charlie just goes on with his life and then focuses on the next thing because males just focus. Singular yeah, focus. Yeah, singular focus. So I'd like clean up and tidy up. And then after a while, I just felt like, oh, like I, I don't feel appreciated in these moments. And it was oh, oh so little just in those like, oh, a little shirt here, a little shirt there. But then I realized it's like, oh, I feel like I'm just cleaning up after him. And it started off with just helping you out. And then I had that conversation with you that it's just like one shirt here, shoes here that you it was just not in your awareness whatsoever mm. and then it was me recognizing that that it's like you're not a messy person whatsoever it's like i believe we're both very clean it was just in that moment that i started to feel unappreciated ever so slightly and then bringing it up into both of our awareness so we could mm. both be aware of it and it's not like i allowed it to happen for months feeling that way then building up resentment and then bursting and angrily yeah. arguing with you like you never clean up after yourself because that's not true like you do clean up after yourself it was just those few shirts or shoes that didn't happen that's such a thing we shared the story of the coffee cup i think a few episodes ago when you leave a coffee cup on the side and then you just say you're a woman and your man leaves a coffee cup on the side and you think oh he didn't put it away i'll put it away and then he does it the next day you think Oh, I wish he put it away and you put it away. Then the next day is like, he needs to put this away and then you put it away. And then he keeps doing it over and over. It's just such a small thing for him. He puts his coffee cup on the side and then one day you absolutely blow up at him. You're like, stop leaving the coffee cup on the side. And he's like, whoa, she's so reactive. She's so emotional. She's so sensitive. She's so needy. She overreacted over nothing. Yeah, why is she reacting like this? It's just a coffee cup. It's like, it's not the coffee cup. It's the hundreds of times before that it bothered you, but you didn't bring it up. And then it blows up into this big argument. Whereas if you can actually bring it up when it comes up for you, that makes such a difference. Being in a relationship with Mia, I always said, I want someone who brings up their stuff and they don't hide anything and they just air out their needs. And I definitely get that. And it can be so, <laughs> it can be frustrating in the short term. It's like, oh, you're literally picking up on all the little things that you want to be improved upon. And that is such a positive trait because it doesn't blow up into shit over time. Like nothing's getting kept under the surface. Nothing's being sweeped under the rug. And at the same time in the moment, it can be like, oh, you're really calling me to be the best version of myself. Mm. It's so funny. Like it's so, again, well and easy to hear it here. And then it's just like in those moments when it just feels like we're bringing up all these little things. However, it's these little things that will make all the difference in the long run. It's like yeah. our day today is so... I believe now our day today is just so calm and they're so easygoing just because I know what you like and you know what I like. And mm. we, since we've communicated so much over our relationship, we've been able to make sense of what your needs are and what my needs are. And yeah. your needs and expectations can evolve over time as well. So it's not like it's one time set and forget. It's like your needs and expectations do evolve over time that's why it's so important to check in with each other yeah 100 percent. and we you get to a point with your partner where you just know what they need straight away like when mia reacts a certain way it could be the smallest facial expression body language 
act, then I can just tell like, she doesn't feel loved. She didn't feel appreciated. There's that micro rejection in that moment. And I just know it so well. And when you spend so much time with your partner and you learn them so much, you really pick up on all those little things. Mm. That's so interesting. I never knew that you had that observation of me. Like my, the story that came to my head, I was like, yeah, I guess like I know, I feel like I know you very well. Like I can see in the morning when you're starting to get like hungry and peckish that I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just like start breakfast for you because I know that you're wanting that soon. I mean, it's like when you're about to go film something and then you start procrastinating or you get really in your emotions before you want to like go out of the house. And so you like take ages to get ready. And Oh, there's so many little things. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm, I feel cooped up in the house. I've got cabin fever of being inside too much. Mia's like, hey, you need to go out in nature. You need to go do something. I call, I will. And then she sees me walking around the house for ages. It's like, are you procrastinating filming a video? I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Just all those little things you pick up. Yeah, 100%. And that's the funnest thing about learning someone else and seeing their little... Mannerisms. Their mannerisms and characteristics. I love it. So it's really important to recognize your own ones. And over time, you'll get so good at it. If you bring up the things that aren't feeling good for you in the relationship or recognizing what makes you feel good, then that helps the other person learn you so much better. And you actually learn your own needs as well. You've said it before, and I love it that I'll always use it now. It's like the more you understand and make sense of your own needs and expectations and you communicate that with your partner, you're simply teaching a partner how to love you best. Mm. And it's like, how great is that? It's like the more I get to know Charlie and the more he expresses his needs and expectations to me, I get to know how to love you the best. Mm. And I love you, so of course I want to make sure that I'm loving you the best way possible, the way that you feel loved and vice versa yeah and that's a whole nother thing your partner wants to love you your partner wants to know how to love you in the most effective way in the best way possible and you not telling them you're not teaching them you're not having the self-awareness is doing them such a big disservice and doing yourself such a big disservice like they want to love you to the best of their ability it feels good when they can love you it feels good when they're having a good they're doing a good job like me personally and a lot of men i speak to they take so much pride in when their partner feels loved. Like I feel so good. When Mia's, when Mia's great, I'm great. When she feels loved and she's happy, it makes me feel super happy and good about myself. And if Mia didn't share about what was going on for her, if she avoided telling me, if she just kept things away from me, then that would make me feel really bad. So do your partner, like give your partner a hand in actually loving you. There's a few messages that I saw this week of, like I said before, a few girls feeling that they're in a relationship and their partner doesn't love them. It's like how many of those girls that messaged me that hadn't actually had that conversation with their partner and from their partner's point of view, like, of course they love you. They just probably haven't, don't know how to show you that they love you. Does that make sense? It's like yeah, they, they could trying. Be, it's not for lack of trying. Yeah, they could be doing all these things from their point of view is showing you that they love you. However, from your point of view, that's just not how you receive love. However, you haven't communicated that effectively to your partner. And that's like what we do go over in the course on just getting clear on your own needs to then communicate that with your partner to then also being able to communicate to the opposite sex is a massive thing. Yeah, even something basic like love languages, if you just want quality time with your partner, where he's present with you, he's in the moment, he's 
listening to you, you're building that emotional intimacy. That's your version of love. And maybe his version of love is going out, working, bringing you presents. Like if that's, if acts of service and gifts is his love language and yours is quality time, then it's going to be a mismatch where he wants to make you feel loved, but he's not doing a good job. He probably feels shit about it. You feel unloved. You feel misunderstood. You get frustrated at him. He feels bad. He gets annoyed. Like there's so much back and forth if you don't understand your own needs. Okay. So I have a question for you. So in our course, we go over how to get your needs met or yeah. how to get your needs met. Is that yeah. the one? And how to communicate to the opposite sex. Mm. And what was the other one? Defensiveness. Defensiveness. And so if you could go over one point for each one of those, these would be great. Yeah. So understanding your own needs, really getting to know yourself in the moments. And there's three big ones. There's safety, there's connection, and there's uh, recognition. Like they're the big three pillars that we get you to understand. So figuring out your own needs, getting really, really clear on them, getting to know yourself every single day, you're learning more and more about yourself and your partner can learn more about, about their self as well. And then communicating your needs. Like so many people, it's not about what you say a lot of the time, it's how you say it. And there's these little small differences that can be the difference between you sounding like you're blaming your partner compared to you teaching your partner how to love you. So there's a small differences in communicating your needs. And then dealing with the opposite sex. Men and women operate completely differently in terms of communication and a lot of time how they receive love. So really understanding that's super important. And then the reactions like defensiveness, um, lashing out at your partner, feeling frustrated, feeling emotionally overwhelmed, all this stuff. It's really important to be able to deal with that in yourself and also in your partner's reaction. So that's the basic overview of the program. There will be a link below this podcast where you can jump on, it's $27, super accessible to everyone. Just really understand your own needs and yeah, just improve your relationship from that. Super, super important. So we're gonna go into when to ask about the status of your relationship. Mia's got a little story up here. So I'm a 28 year old female, I have been seeing a guy who's 29 years old for the past two months. During this time, we've seen each other daily, we talk on the phone, we go out on dates, we're intimate, no label has been put on the relationship besides we're dating. He has also told me numerous times that he is not seeing or talking to anyone else. When I finally asked ask the dreaded question of what are we, I got the response of I'm not ready to commit because we're just getting to know each other. Am I in the wrong for being upset with this? I let it be known that I'm not interested in a hookup since the beginning and he also stated the same and it truly feels like a relationship just without the label. I'm hesitant to continue this because I know my feelings will continue being hurt if we don't commit. Yet again, if he is he right when he says two months isn't enough? I feel like any time I bring it up to him, we talk in circles and nothing ever comes from it except more and more confusion. Any advice? Maybe it's too soon. I'd love to get a male's perspective on this first before I dive into my opinion. Oh, my, my opinion is... Like, I knew I loved you from the first date. That mm. sounds super cute, and it is. <laughs> and it's just like, if you want it, get after it. Like, if you're a guy listening to this podcast and you go on a date with someone and you know that girl is the one for you, why not pursue her and tell her your intentions straight away? Like, a lot of people don't do it out of fear of rejection or they put themselves out there, then they get put down. But when you're so open with a woman, you state your intentions, you show confidence in yourself of what you want 
that's super attractive to the female and that's what wins them over a lot of the time. Like when we started dating, I pursued you a lot in the sense of after the first, like I started texting you, organized the first date. After the first date, I want to see you in a few days. I want to see you. I want to see you. Like we kept, I kept pursuing you and showing so much interest. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big thing that won you over. So in the early stages of dating, like if you're a guy and you're really into that girl and you know they're the one, not even know they're the one, you just know that there's going to be a good future with that girl. It's like, go for it. If you have that certainty, go for it. If not, leave her alone and go elsewhere. Yeah. By, like, what would your advice be to her specifically? Because by the sounds of it, from the guy's perspective, he isn't pursuing her. He is, by the sounds of it, just wanting the best of both worlds. Like, get, gets what he wants without having any commitment to that person. So he's also keeping his options open for anyone else that comes by. Yeah, I only shared from the guy's perspective, but from the woman's perspective, it comes down to the quality of questions as well. Like ask when will you know, when is long enough? Like you need to find out a definite, like when are we gonna know if this is a thing? Otherwise he's just gonna string you along in this situationship for however long, right? You need to tie that guy down in the sense of, hey, when is long enough? And if he says six months, it's like, holy shit, that's so long that's probably not worth it yeah from my perspective I he maybe disagree with you on a little bit of that so it's like one six months is like a guy does not need six months to figure out if he wants to spend time with you it's like he does not need six months it's like it's in those six months you could have been committed to each other be like hey let's actually get to know each other and solely each other in this time and like what's why is there such a fear about putting labels on a relationship? That's so true. It's just like, be committed. It's like, we were committed almost straight away within our relationship. It's like, you showed me that you were interested mm. and you pursued me and my boundaries were set and clear in our relationship. Mm. It's like, by the sounds of it, you've tried to communicate your boundary of, I'm not wanting a fling, but did you communicate what you are wanting or did you just say what you didn't want? And then he said, no, I don't want to fling either. And you guys aren't a fling because you're seeing each other every day. He's calling you, you're going out on dates, but yet you didn't set a strong enough boundary of saying you actually want a relationship. Like, are you wanting that? Have you communicated that with him? Because by the sounds of what she said in the message, you haven't done that. And it's such a common thing that I see in relationships or for females and males overall is that, they know maybe what they want, yet they don't communicate it. They state one thing, assuming that it insinuates something else. Like the fact that I said, or she said, I don't want to fling, but yet you just told him what you didn't want. You didn't say you wanted a relationship. You just probably insinuated that, but that wasn't clear communication. You just made an assumption that he would know what that meant. But from his end, he's like, I get to have the benefits of having a person by my side I get to be intimate with them I get to do all these things with them however I can possibly talk to other girls I have the possibility to chat to other girls flirt with other girls or keep my options open for someone better even that he said that he isn't messaging anyone or isn't pursuing anyone else I believe that could be very much true however he still knows that it's a possibility and he's allowed to do that which then in my perspective is like I personally just see it's you didn't set your boundaries strong enough Mm. and he's getting to have the best of both worlds until you officially decide that you are wanting this or clear like you're happy to continue down this road 
of almost nothingness yeah or get clear on your own boundaries and communicate that how to either be in a relationship or not want to be in a relationship with them yeah get clear on what you want be stern with it a lot of women women struggle to be assertive they beat around the subject because they worry if i bring it up i might face rejection so i'm just gonna beat around the bush and not be clear in my communication that that way he won't directly reject me so it's about being assertive with what you want yeah and just saying that like i want a relationship is this something for you i can't commit to you okay we're not the right (laughs) we're not the right fit for each other and you actually have an answer rather than just being in this in-between space Mm. interesting interesting we disagreed (laughs) a little bit i don't feel like we disagreed on that no i just feel like i more more so answered her question (laughs) Yeah. You just gave more value on a different angle. Yeah. Yeah. From the woman's perspective, just be clear. And from the guy's perspective, be clear. Just don't play games. And I think for the first month, we just super, we weren't, we were not playing games with each other. We were just pursuing each other, showing genuine interest, not talking to anyone else. Just, we were fully bought in. And then I think it was a month down the line of seeing each other, maybe after like four or five dates no more than that like like, six or seven days yeah we i believe we were dating each other like seeing each other without like a label as you would call it Mm. not that we like we just hadn't had that conversation yet that that we were like you were pursuing me so much like every single day you were messaging me we always had our next date planned and you were messaging me too oh yeah no (laughs) maybe sound like a creep I was just messaging you. You were just messaging me. I was pursuing. No, I definitely didn't mean it in that way. I just meant like you, it wasn't any games like you were giving me the silent treatment. Like we'd go on a date and then you wouldn't text me or call Treat me. Treat mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just meant like, yeah, you were actively pursuing me as I was actively reciprocating <laughs> to that. However, it's like you, we were seeing each other so much and going on those dates. That is when it did come to that one month mark. Not that there was a time frame; it just happened to be yeah. that time. That it was how the conversation came about. It was me specifically telling, having that conversation about what my boundaries are. It's like, hey, mm. I am genuinely looking for a long term relationship. I'm not wanting a short term flings or situationships like I'm just letting you know that this is what my perspective is and this is what I'm wanting this is why I'm dating is to find my forever person and then I just and I wasn't expecting like me sharing that it wasn't expecting you to have to be on that page it was like hey this is the page I'm on this is what I'm looking for what are you currently looking for Mm. are you on the same page or are you wanting something else and it wasn't well did how did you feel at that time because the I, month's been going great and yeah. we haven't made anything official yet. Mm. Then you ask that question. Yeah. I believe since I am just such a confident person in that sense, I didn't feel nervous just because I knew that's exactly what I was wanting. Yeah. However, I didn't know maybe in someone else's shoes, if they've had a stigma around, oh, I don't want to be seen as needy or mm. as something whatever that is 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 that they would could be afraid to bring up that conversation however if anything just having that conversation helped our relationship so much it's like I already knew that you were interested in me yet at that time I didn't know if you you like from you, you say now that you fell in love with me yeah, like on any, our first date any guy could say that he's interested and play yeah. this game yeah like and at that point when I had that conversation with you I didn't know if you 
like loved me or that you saw a forever future. Like I really hope that you saw a long-term future and you were wanting that. Mm. However, I didn't come with any preconceived notions about that. I'm like, okay, I know that even if he says no here, that I'm strong enough to hold myself and be, and know that there's other fish in the sea and, and go forth with that. However, I did really like you and I did really want this to work. Like, and knowing that if you weren't on the same page as me, it's that, that, okay. yeah, like that is okay. Like, I'm not going to force you be like, you have to be this because I want to be with you. Yeah. So you have to be with me forever. It's like, no, that's not a realistic expectation. This is what I'm wanting and looking for. Are you also looking for the same thing or are you just wanting to hook up and have that hookup culture? Not necessarily the hookup culture, but just the attention of having a girl around you, mm. which I do find there are guys out there who are just wanting that. And that's okay in the short term if you communicate that with yeah. someone and they're also on the same page with you. Sometimes people are having these dates and somewhat relationships, but not relationships and not having that conversation. And it gets to be like six months down the track and they don't have a label on it or them themselves are not clear on the situation that they're in yeah. or like is it a relationship is it not a relationship relationship and the fact that we had that conversation like three four weeks in I just knew exactly where you were at you knew exactly where I was at then I'm like oh great okay that's cool <laughs> we're gonna keep doing the exact same stuff that we we're doing before but yeah. now I'm just clear on it myself that was such a fun journey hey yeah you getting always to know each other <laughs> yeah that's so cute yeah you always say that that one conversation of me bringing that up you always joke around like where you ask me out, you've asked me out. You asked me out. That's and so then funny. I was like, from my perspective, I didn't ask you out. I was just saying, hey, this is what I'm wanting a long term relationship. Is that what you're wanting or are you just wanting a short term thing? I don't even remember what you answered, but I just remember that now we're together. I said I wanted a long term thing. And we yeah. made it happen two years later. We're sat, we've got a podcast together. We've got an apartment together. We've got a business mm. together. And then, yes, with, like within saying that as well, it was three months in. I don't know if it was three months in of us dating or us talking is when Charlie asked me to move in with him. Like now looking back, I was like, wow. It's Unregister only- our relationship. Oh, and registered our relationship with the government. Um, but like now looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, we we're only three months in. That's actually not that long. However, since we communicated what we were wanting and what our needs are and our expectations are of each other and mm. getting to know each other in that time. It felt like it didn't feel like it was only three months in because we knew each other so well. Yeah. If that we got sense. to know each other so well. Yeah. I'm fast. hundred percent. So then when I read messages like this lady, for example, that they've been together or somewhat seeing each other for two months now. Is that too soon to ask for commitment? I'm like, Charlie and I were together for three months and he asked me to move in with him. The fact that you've known this guy for two months and he doesn't even know if he wants like, to be with you. like Bit of a red flag. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get when I two first Two months, that's a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. So that's when... You should have an answer by then, I reckon. Yeah. There's no set rule, but surely... Two months in, it's, this should be a good idea of whether you want to be with this person. It's not even that. I'm actually very set on two months in, you know if you're interested in that person or not. That just, is the rule. Me and Cherry's but a rule. No, I just say it's a statement. It's like if you, if we were spending every day together and you didn't know if you liked me enough to want to spend more time with me. Yeah. It's like we've just spent two months together. You would know me well enough to know if you want to continue to getting to know me or do you not want to continue getting to know me 
And I, I'm, and I'm just of, very clear on that. Other yeah, people. a lot of people know, but there's still things that come up for them, like the fear of commitment or not wanting to put themselves out there, not wanting to be closed into a serious relationship because what happened last time I got cheated on, I got this, mm-hmm. I got that. So it's like, it can be a bit clouded. Your emotions feel one way and your head says another. But and it's still I, just going for it. Yeah, and from my personal opinion and from what I see within a relationship, it for me, it is black and white. You can cloud it up all you want and turn it into gray as much as you want. However, it is black or white. You're wanting to get to know that person, commit, get to know that person. And then being in a committed relationship does not mean you're going to spend the, it's not a commitment that you're going to spend the rest of your life together. Um, even after everything that I just said about meeting Charlie, (laughs) I'm wanting to meet someone to spend the rest of my life with. And also at that stage, I was also aware of you date someone just to get to know them more. You're not married. You're not marrying them in that moment. You're simply getting to know the other person more. And that's what dating and being in a relationship is. Mm. It's allowed to finish. Yeah. It's, uh, there's allowed to be an ending relationship. We have so many relationships over our lifetime, like rela- relationships with our parents, relationships with our siblings, friends, people that we mm. meet, coworkers. It's like those relation. not all these relationships are going to last forever, but in those relationships that you have, you get to know that person and their experience through life and you get to have fun experiences with them. Mm. So why limit yourself to not fully going deep with someone because that is so fun and that is so exciting. Yeah, don't pussyfoot around it. Go to the depth of the human experience, commit fully, fall in love fully, get hurt fully. It's like people avoid getting hurt and at the same time they avoid feeling the real depth of connection and love. So it's like you gotta be vulnerable, you gotta be open enough to feel those things in order to feel the good things like love, connection, excitement fun so that was a really good episode yeah i really like that so we went over how to get your needs met so making sure you understand your own needs you effectively communicate them you understand the opposite sex and you can deal with things like defensiveness if you want help with that there's a program in the description right now there's a link to a program 27 dollars. you can go through the trainings do the tasking and that'll really help you out in your relationship and then we went over how to ask about the status of your relationship So getting clear on what is this? Is this a fling? Is this a serious relationship? So make sure you ask, make sure you be assertive in your communication and ask for what you want. And then Mia Cherry, what are you excited about this week going forward? This week, so currently it is Thursday and tomorrow we are going to the Sunshine Coast. So anyone that doesn't know, we live in Australia at the Gold Coast and we're going to a different coast line called the Sunshine Coast, which is two hours away for three days so i'm really excited for that yeah me too it's like get out of gold coast for a bit yeah it's another beach town but it's a different different area so it's like different energies different vibes yeah. i'm excited for that yeah we'll go on a little road trip i think that'll be super fun even the road trip up there yeah put some tunes on i think it'd be i fun. love car rides they're so relaxing you do but, don't you? Yeah, like what a, about- you're like a dog <laughs> thank you <That's> so nice <laughs> what about you what are you excited that's for? that was my answer yeah i was like i feel like we're experiencing the same thing so i'm excited for that that's really really cool yeah awesome thank you so much for watching tune in every single monday we release a new episode catch up with us learn more about creating a great relationship and check out the link in the description thank you so much i will see you next week thanks guys see you later